Two out of three ain't bad. One. The Strand is a gigantic bookstore just south of Union Square in Manhattan. Eighteen miles of books, the awning touts. I assume that is the amount of shelf space necessary to hold all their books. Apart from being an incredibly impractical way to store books, Manhattan itself is only 13 miles long, so if the Strand wanted to back up their awnings claims, they'd have to relocate, or put some of the store in the Bronx. Probably the sci-fi section. The Strand loves dick in the sci-fi section. While Borders goes bankrupt and Barnes & Noble tightens its belt, the Strand is still growing strong. Thriving, even. They've got dozens of carts full of books outside their store for one dollar. On the streets of New York, that's code for, We don't want these books. If you steal them, we will not chase you. Another sign of the Strand's times, when I moved to New York, the upstairs was inaccessible and the basement was dark and damp and looked like something out of one of the Saw movies. But the deals were incredible! Now there's a rare book floor upstairs, and the basement is well lit and damp and looks like something out of one of the Paranormal Activity movies. Minus the Paranormal Activity. They've even branched out to the swankiness of Fifth Avenue with an Annex store. Sure, it mostly sells young adult vampire novels and strand book bags to tourists, but hey, go with what works. Evolve and live or die and don't. Borders blamed their bankruptcy on competition from online retailers and their failed e-reader initiative. Read Amazon and Amazon. And yet the Strand marches forward with a modest internet presence and no e-reader. Hmm. Not sure about the autopsy there, Borders. 2. My mom loves Jim Carrey. One of my standard gifts to her at Christmas every year is a Jim Carrey DVD. I try to mix it up, alternating between comedy and more dramatic fare every other year. This has been going on for some time now, so we're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel. We're approaching Batman Forever territory, which isn't so much a comedy, nor is it a drama. It's more directed by Joel Schumacher, which places it firmly in the terrible genre. That's a genre, right? Should be. Anyway, this year I made up for quality with quantity and went all out with the Jim Carrey Collection, which is a set of four Jim Carrey movies packaged together because someone fell asleep at the DVD factory and now they have far more copies of The Majestic than they will ever be able to sell. In addition to The Majestic, the collection also includes Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, and 2008's opus, Yes Man, which my mom and I sat down and watched on Christmas afternoon. Yes Man, which is an hour and a half long movie about Jim Carrey saying yes, is a milestone in the history of cinema. This is because it marks the last time in which a contemporary movie had a scene in it which took place in a video store. This is a true fact. If you've seen a movie since 2008 where a character entered a video store, that video store was a meticulously recreated set on a soundstage in Hollywood, and the movie you were watching was a period piece from the 80s. Going to the video store was a completely normal activity in 2008, but it seems hilariously archaic today. I'm sure my mom appreciates the Jim Carrey DVDs, but she's just as comfortable watching Ace slash Truman slash Chip slash Joel slash Dumb slash Dumber on Netflix. If Yes Man came out this year, Jim Carrey in a blockbuster would actually be one of the jokes. It would be a plot point. Zoe Deschanel would sing him a song on her ukulele, teaching him about streaming video over the internet, and then wink at him uncontrollably for 15 minutes. 3. 
There's a library across the street from my apartment. It's been there this whole time, apparently. I assume it has anyway. I mean, they're not opening a lot of new libraries these days. I never bothered getting a card for it, because I just assumed as soon as I did, it would shut down. Murphy's Library Law. But a few weeks ago, when I was writing about Rockefeller Center, the internet wasn't giving me the hard-hitting facts about Manhattan real estate of the early 1800s that I know my readers demand. So I walked across the street to do some digging, like a journalist. And lo and behold, when I walked in the door, the library was jumping. The lounge area was full of people lounging around, reading. Upstairs in the children's section, teenagers were making out, forever associating the scent of musty old books with the musky scent of youth. The whole place was standing room only. Huh. I was not expecting that. After signing up for a library card and consulting with my friend Dewey, I found a book detailing the history of Rockefeller Center better than any Wikipedia page ever could. Sorry, Jimmy Wales. As I was checking the book out, a little girl and her mother approached the information desk to sign the girl up for a library card. The girl was super stoked. Understandably so. Libraries are pretty awesome, and when you're a kid, getting a card of any sort is pretty awesome too. It's a twofer. Sure, maybe she was just excited to rent Dora the Explorer DVDs, but someday, when she's returning the plastic discs to La Biblioteca, maybe she'll stumble across the miles of books one aisle over. In an age where the internet is the great disseminator of information, it's good to see the old ways evolving and continuing to live on.